Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Episode 47. 47. Nearing on 50. Episode 46. LA Angels, little Mike Trout action, episode 47, the San Diego Padres, San Diego, Wales, Virginia. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Thank you, Anchorman. Thank you, Will Farrell. And thank you to the beautiful county and city down there in Southern California that hosted us on our Thursday afternoon epic sports road trip. Rob, what game was this now? I'm getting lost. Is this All like- right, let's just recap it. We got Oregon Ducks, or Oregon Beavers, uh, Mariners, Seahawks, uh, Giants. Then we went to go see the Angels. So this is, this is game uh, six right here. Coming down to the end of the road trip, the last final push weekend. It's a Thursday day game, 4 o'clock. Uh, day game. It's about two hours in between LA and San Diego. We were crashing with Mikey G. Um, and then we drove down early in the morning to get to San Diego. Uh, and I got to say, Rick, San Diego is the most beautiful city in the entire world, in the entire United States. When I have friends that leave Philadelphia, leave New Jersey and say they're moving to San Diego, I basically mwah, kiss them goodbye. Ian Hannon, gone. Absolutely. Jack Shinnick, you know, Naval Academy there, never coming back to Jersey. And I don't, I don't blame them. The weather there is 80 degrees and sunny and no humidity pretty much all year round. Rob, you and I have traveled the country. We've been to nearly every state in the United States. And California is fantastic. The city of San Diego is one of those places where you look around and you just say, I don't know if I want to leave just yet. What up, everybody? Sorry to interrupt the regular programming right here, but Rick and I have to pay the bills, so we're going to run an ad. This ad is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show, guys. Exactly. Uh, But we did. It was a quick trip down to San Diego, got down for our tour. We did a stadium tour at 11 o'clock. And this right here, Petco Park, 
people ask Rick and myself to rank stadiums all the time. What's the best baseball stadium? What's the best football stadium? Well, I'm telling you right now, Petco Park is easily in my top five best stadiums for baseball. I think it might even be number three. Um, might rank as high as three, maybe even two. I don't know, depending on the day, depending on what I'm doing. You know, Rob, that's a very valid point there. We'll get into our rankings later on as the Brothers Brand podcast evolves and we come out with our lists, not just in baseball, but in football and college. And I would agree with you that Petco Park is in my top five without a doubt. There's so many phenomenal features to that stadium. A tour is definitely worth it. We're on our 10 games road trip on the West Coast, going to 10 different games, 10 different cities in 10 days. And this tour was a highlight for you and I. It was so cool to see behind the scenes at Petco Park. Yeah. Why don't you tell the listeners, walk them through all the uh, uh, intimate details of Petco Park and what they, what they can look for when they're going to this stadium. Absolutely. It'd be my honor. It'd be my privilege to talk about Petco Park. Before we get going, big shout out to Alex Miniak. He is the public address announcer for the San Diego Padres and has been for the last seven or eight years. He does a fantastic job bringing excitement into that stadium and kudos to the Padres for making a postseason run this year. But we were back there in 2015. And at the time, um, the stadium was only a handful of years old. So it's a nice new stadium. It feels new. It's not one of these massive ballparks that I think is just going to like, you know, take your socks off with, with the magnitude of the size of the stadium. It's built into downtown San Diego. Rob, I actually liked the outside of the stadium before we even got to the inside of the stadium. In center field, ladies and gentlemen, out beyond the home run fence is a beach area that's right i said beach area there is sand just covering beyond the outfield center field wall the wall has some glass openings to it where you can actually lay on the beach so to speak you can set up a lawn chair a blanket and and watch major league baseball while laying in the sand which is so cool they also out in that center field area have a miniature wiffle ball type field, a small little baseball field. There's a lot of activities before the games for kids and families. Um, and then also too, they've created like a little, I believe it's like an ample theater type setup, uh, much like the new Atlanta Braves stadium where there's a, a congregation area for people in the community to hang out, watch the game on jumbotrons. I know the city and, in partnership with Petco Park. They do a lot of community events out there. So really cool little neat feature that not a lot of ballparks have on the outside of their stadium like that. I love it. Yeah, but and just, just real quick on that too, Rick, because we're talking about the outside of the stadium. I love Petco Park because it's in the city. It's literally embedded in the city. When a stadium is in a city, I love it. Like I was just down in Charlotte and it was so cool to see the Carolina Panthers stadium inside this inside the city because there's high rise buildings like office buildings and residential high rises that like, you know, if like you live in a certain room or have like a deck or have like a rooftop 
like you can actually watch a game or see a game. And I think that's so unique uh, to be in the city, but yeah, go on. Perfect point, Rob, exceptional point. So we get into the stadium, we've got our designated tour, which typically lasts maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, we've talked about tours before, they're inexpensive, but they're in a phenomenal way to see behind the scenes, what the stadium's all about, and just the uniqueness of the ballpark. I would say one of the next best features about Petco Park is in the left field area, down the left field line, unlike any other stadium in Major League Baseball, is a brick building. It is on an angle it's diagonal to the field and the brick building is an homage if you will to uh what used to be a steel manufacturing headquarters it was in downtown san diego the building itself is you know it's been remodeled and uh refurbished and you know so that it can be functional and standing and people can walk in it but this brick building it's like four or five stories truly comes up alongside the foul pole and it goes out on a diagonal. They've converted a lot of it into suites and luxury boxes that you and I had the privilege of lounging in and they've got popcorn machines and TVs in them. You know, you're, you feel like you're in a really nice suite, but it was a nice homage to the history and the steel manufacturing that had taken place there um, in the previous century. Yeah, really cool um, setup. That was definitely like the, the most unique thing to me. And then walking around, um, walking around the concourse, you know, when you go to like most stadiums, especially older stadiums, they had no architectural thought or like flow to them. It was basically, you know, the concourses are cement slab walls, real confined. And I just remember walking around uh, Petco Park and it was just so open and airy and breathing and like it wasn't it wasn't like you felt like you were in a concourse you kind of felt like you were in a mall walking around because the weather is so amazing there all year round that it's just like they're never concerned about cold weather or you know um, any of like like a lot of rain like it's usually sunny all the time so it's just very breezy they had a huge um, uh, a huge uh, dedication to the United States Naval uh, Navy and Armed Forces because uh, San Diego has the largest uh, Navy base on, in, uh, in the United States. So they had this huge like uh, dedication to aircraft carriers. And I think they had like a miniature aircraft carrier, which was still huge. And all the names of people that served and all that stuff. And they, they always do a great job with flyovers uh, in San Diego. It's cool. Yeah, and that is embedded in their culture. They do a lot of fan appreciations, a lot of uh, giveaways. They just take care of those that have taken care of us serving our country. So shout out to them. Shout out to everybody that's out there, uh, you know, defending our freedom. And the Padres are probably at the top when it comes to Major League Baseball as far as that goes. Really cool stuff. We enjoyed our tour. And Rob, towards the tail end of our tour, we had the opportunity to make our way down onto the field. I recall a picture perfect day, not a cloud in the sky. And you and I out on the behind home plate area, getting some wonderful pictures. At one point you had the audacity 
to think that you had the vocals to sing the national anthem at Petco Park. And I look over to my left. And ladies and gentlemen, this man is on the microphone. It's on a stand. He is up against it like he thinks he's Adele or John Legend about to perform in front of thousands. This you would have thought, you would have thought the stadium was packed the way this guy was laying into the microphone. Now Oh, say, can you see by the dome's early light? <laughs> I didn't think it was possible for somebody to <laughs> mess up our national anthem, but you are, listen, pal, you're lucky that the mic wasn't on that day. We're all lucky the mic wasn't on. <laughs> it reminded me, Rob, of when we were on our trip in Milwaukee two years prior, and you took the the hose from the head grounds crew director who was watering down the infield for that night's game and started spraying down the infield. What haven't you done in the tour? I don't know. I get on, I get on the field and uh, I lose all self-control. I just, uh, you know, do whatever I want to do. I'm a kid in a candy shop. You know, I see something squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to take full responsibility for the next incident that took place down there because um there's a legend in the San Diego history books, and his name is Trevor Hoffman. For all of you out there, Trevor Hoffman arguably is the second greatest closer of all time behind Mariano Rivera of the New York Yankees. Trevor Hoffman, Hoffman was no slouch. This man, a decorated career, the achievements too long to rattle off in this podcast, and uh, really just was their dominant closer for like almost two decades, Rob. And he just happened to be there down on the field in the dugout area. And we had strict guidelines during this tour, didn't we? We did. The, uh, the, the tour guide, sweet lady, said, hey, that's Trevor Hoffman over there. Do not go over and take a picture. And Rick and I looked at her and smiled and nodded. And then we looked at each other and we go, that's Trevor Hoffman over there we're going to go and get a picture. <laughs> so, you know, God bless this woman, but you can't just call an elephant out of the room and not expect us to go and take advantage of that situation. So we go right over there. Mr. Hoffman, how you doing? Big fan of you. Thank you so much for what you've done for the Padres organization. We would love a picture. Can we get a quick picture? Snag the photo, an epic photo with Trevor Hoffman up against the banister or up against the, uh, the railing at uh on the field with me he's got both his arms around us you know it's a brother's brant sandwich big smile with a you know a hall of famer uh the second greatest closer of all time the next up on the list is a picture with mariano and then i think we're good in terms of the closing uh closing pitcher uh arena anyway blast this woman was not happy though she was pissed after we got off the field she went right over to Rick and said, I can't believe you would do that. I think I might get fired. And we were like, you're not going to get fired. You're going to be okay. Everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> he was worried. Um, calmed her down, walked her off a ledge, said everything. Your tour was great. We'll give you five-star reviews. No big deal. And, uh, and then we, uh, we left the stadium and came back for the game. Right, Rick? We did. We didn't have too much time to kill, though, because the afternoon ball game was phenomenal. I mean, Typically, when you do a tour, you have to find ways to make up several hours in between the tour and when the gates reopen for the evening start. But this game was kicking off in the afternoon. 
around three, four o'clock Pacific time. And so uh, we only waited briefly, took a lap or two around the stadium and boom, we were in ladies and gentlemen and batting practice was underway. Uh, Rob, as we've said before, no need to grab high price tickets, which by oh. the way, don't really even exist at Petco Park. We ended up meeting a couple season ticket holders, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And uh, they were given a little idea as to what the costs are to sit in the lower bowl near the home plate area, which was a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what you pay in New York to sit behind Yankees Stadium home plate. So what was um, it? Was it like a couple of thousands of dollars? Like that was it. It was like maybe 10 grand for the entire year or like. I don't want to misquote. I don't want to give out wrong data here, Rob, but it felt like you could sit if you wanted to behind home plate, maybe not the first or second row, but within that first 10, 15 row uh, seating area, if the tickets are available for a few hundred dollars, I'm talking maybe two, $300 for a ticket back in that section. Whereas in New York, you're looking at a couple thousand dollars for those types of seats. Oh yeah. It's crazy. It, it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense. So along our road trips, guys, for all you listeners out there, one of the best parts about our road trips are meeting new people. Yes, we do stay with people that we probably knew before we embarked on this road trip. We've coordinated places to stay, uh, to people to meet up with at ball games. But some of the best memories are when we're in the stadium and we connect with a fellow sports fan. In this case, a fellow Padre fan. Rob, why don't you tell the listeners about Mr. and Mrs. Hamburger? Yeah, so we uh, pulled our uh, typical move, buy the nosebleed tickets, go down early. And this was a Padres versus Brewers game. Both teams were out of the playoff race. It was late September, literally like the last week of baseball. So nobody was in the stadium. It was like maybe 5,000 people, random time to play a game at four o'clock. So nobody, nobody was there. So Eric and I just moved on down. We went to like, we didn't get too aggressive. We got to like maybe the fifth or sixth row behind the home, uh, the home team dugout, the Padres dugout. And we just plopped down right on the aisle. And, uh, you know, there's a plethora of seats available. And we're sitting there having a good time. And then batting practice, I think, is uh, coming to an end. And the game's about to start. And all of a sudden, uh, we get this uh, gentleman that came up to us. And uh, he seemed pissed. He was like, like he, he, he was just like, hey, you two, you're in my seats. Get out of my seats. And like real straight, you know, no, no, like, hey, excuse me, you're in my seat. Just, just nailed us. Just, and like, we're from the Northeast, so we can handle it. And we were like. Oh yeah. Yeah. All good, man. Uh, these are the wrong seats. I think we're a couple of rows back. And, um, and then uh, Wayne gets in there with his wife, Sharon and um, gets in those seats. And then we, we just sit right behind him. We're like, I'll move row back. No big deal. Literally nobody's in the stadium. And uh, it went from being like, not a hostile thing, but like a confrontational, Hey, you're in my seats, get out of my seats to me, Rick, uh, Wayne and Sharon, just that quad, you know, two here, two behind and just chumming it up the entire game, life stories, you know, where they're from, how they ended up in San Diego, where we're from on this sports road trip, and uh, ended up becoming good friends. And uh, it's official, ladies and gentlemen, we are Facebook friends with Wayne and Sharon. So uh, we uh, stay in touch with them. And wherever you are, Wayne and Sharon, uh, you know, Godspeed, wish you the best of luck. 
God bless. Hope you're doing well. And when we're back in San Diego, you bet your ass we're going to give you a call. <laughs> Rob, they were so nice. They made the day very enjoyable. And uh, we had a great time at Petco Park. The food was really great. The weather was spectacular. The Padres ended up winning. And all of a sudden, Rob, we were on a little bit of a hot streak there and decided to head back on up for what would be a Friday night in Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. And that is one heck of a story coming up on the next Brothers Brandt podcast. But for now, I'm Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. God bless. Stay safe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.